Welcome, friends, to the Star City Podcast, where you can listen in on interesting stories about life, work, family, and faith. I'm Brian Smith, and I'll be your host for the second part of our conversation with Sonia Waters as we talk about the coming Battle of Gog and Magog and other end-time events in light of Russia's war and invasion of Ukraine. We spoke with Sonia a while back about how an army from the area of Russia and Eastern Europe will one day come against Israel. Is there a possible connection with Ukraine's war with Russia and end-time events? Here's the second part of our interview with historian, educator, author, and Messianic Israeli citizen, Sonia Waters. Sonia, we are so glad to have you back again. We stopped our last episode by talking about Gog and Magog, and you shared something very interesting that probably most uh, Christians, the average uh, churchgoer, doesn't realize about what the words Gog and Magog really mean. And so as we pick up our previous study, uh, would you please help our listeners understand what those words mean? Okay, so according to Josephus, that uh, explain to us what this area Gog of the land of Magog actually is. Uh, we think is well. He said that is north of the Black Sea, and there are two countries north of the Black Sea today, which are Ukraine and Russia. So we believe that Russia is actually being going to be the head of this invasion that comes against Israel. So he's talking about Russia mm. um, now. What are some of the threats, Sonia, that have been made against Israel by some of the leaders of these nations quite recently? Yes, uh, this is quite astonishing because uh, these leaders, these countries, like for example, the uh, Turkey and Iran, they do not border Israel. And yet they are uh, saying things like they want to annihilate the state of Israel. They want to annihilate the Jewish people. How can it be that there's so much hatred? You know, we find it unbelievable that this is what they're saying. Now, we are very wary of this because uh, we had the same things with Hitler. Yes, Hitler was saying that he wanted to annihilate the Jewish people. He nearly man- managed to do so. Yeah. While the rest of the world ignored him and thought, well, that's just hyperbole. That's just exactly, talk. Exactly. And then he did exactly what he exactly. said he was going to do. So Israel is very, very wary of this. And of course, we will do everything that is possible to stop these countries from coming to attack Israel. You know, it's so unfortunate that here in America, when we hear these outlandish terrible threats and things that are said by leaders of other countries about Israel, the average American doesn't even really pay attention to it. We think, well, that's not particularly that important or that's not really what they would do. Mm -hmm. The The question I would have for them is, show me where the Jewish communities are in those countries. If they don't mean what they mean, then where are the synagogues in Tehran? (laughs) <laughs> where are the where are the flourishing Jewish populations in these countries that are making threats? The Absolutely. evidence is there that Absolutely. that they mean 
what they say, and if given an opportunity, they will carry out what they intend to do. Absolutely. Now, all the Muslim countries that surround the state of Israel actually kicked out their Jewish community uh, in the 1950s and the 1960s. So before the state of Israel was created, there were about 850,000 Jewish people in the Arab uh, nations, but when the state of Israel was created, the Arab world was so angry against the Jewish people that kicked out all of the Jewish people from the Arab nations. So today, maybe there is a community of 3,000 Jews in all of the Arab nations around us, which is amazing, yeah? From 850,000 to 3,000. Yes, yes. And that is the ongoing persecution that continues. And thankfully, yes, yes. as of 1946, there was a place for them to go. Yes. There was a land that they could call home once again, the land that Amen. the God of the Bible has written the deed for Amen. the nation to enjoy. Amen. Amen. Now, now, what role has America, uh, from your perspective, historically played in its relationship with uh, Israel? America has been actually the best friend of Israel in many ways. They have provided us with finances. They have provided us with armaments uh, from uh, from the moment that the state of Israel was created. America was behind us uh, quite a bit. And Donald Trump actually uh, went uh, more than average uh, American president. He actually did so much for us. He moved the embassy uh, from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. He supported us on the uh, embargo of Iran. He stopped the treaty in 2015, that Obama did in 2015. Uh, so uh, Trump helped us enormously, uh, but we fear that things are going backwards now with the Biden administration. They want to regain this treaty, uh, the 2015 treaty, which, by the way, Iran never kept. You know. Yes, <laughs> so, yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoy watching historical documentaries of the early years and the struggles of Israel, yes. and and when yes. you see them, most of the time the military equipment that is being used is our leftovers from World War II, and they're American, yes. American tanks and Absolutely. American jeeps and trucks. Yes. I, in fact, I watched a very interesting uh, program not long ago. Uh, it was either on Netflix or, or Amazon about the first Israeli Air Force, <laughs> and, and they were German Messerschmitt World War II fighters that were being flown by American Air Force fighter pilots who were American Jews, many of them, and they snuck those planes in. They had people helping them purchase what they needed here from a um, um, uh, salvage yard for old equipment, and then they became the very first Air Force for Israel, and they were American Jewish pilots flying German planes to protect this. Does God have a sense of humor or what? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, now, now, here's a very important question, Sonia. Yes, sir. Uh, what admonition, what encouragement uh, is there in the Bible uh, that should inspire us as Christians to continue supporting and remaining allied with Israel rather than trying to oppose Israel? 
Um, well, I would say about uh, the blessing that God gave to Abraham, and he said to him in Genesis 12, whoever blesses you will be blessed, and whoever curses you will be cursed. And I think I think that uh, the United States will receive many blessings if they continue to support Israel. So that's one incentive, yeah? Yes, yes. And also remember that we are in the latter years. We are in the latter years, and Israel is actually key into all the development, all the prophecies that are going to happen. So pray for Israel, support us, because, you know, you need to be on the side of Israel. This is the side that God is, yeah? Not on the side of Gog of the land of Magog, not in the side of Russia or Turkey or Iran or all of these guys, yeah? Uh, So be for us, not against us. What a strange thing to oppose the very nation that of all the nations on earth that the Lord Jesus Christ has predicted, promised, and prophesied that he would return to and reign over the earth from. Why oppose the nation that God chooses to come back to specifically, geographically, pointedly, personally? And, you know, we are actually the only nation in the world that is a Jewish nation. Yes, You have 24 Muslim nations. You have 17 Christian nations. And we are the only Jewish one, you know. So why not help us and and look after us? You would think the world would be running to your aid as being the only nation for Jewish people. But instead, the world wants to take away your nation and end it. Yes, and this is the thing. Militarily, the world have tried and the Muslim world have tried several times to get rid of Israel. But the Lord would not allow this. Yeah, The Lord actually uh, protected Israel over and over and over again with miracles after miracles after miracles. Yeah, uh, But the enemy, you know, wants to get rid of us and he's trying and trying again, you know. Now, I want to ask additional question from your perspective. What was it that was so exciting to you personally as an Israeli citizen to have the American embassy relocate from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem? Why was that so important? Uh, It is very important because according to the nations of the world, uh, we do not have the right, the Jewish people do not have the right to have their own uh, capital in Jerusalem. According to the United Nations, Jerusalem should be an international city belonging to the Muslims, the Christians, and the Jews. According to them, the Jews shouldn't have Jerusalem in their hands, which is Unbelievable, because Jerusalem has been our capital for thousands of years, you know. Uh, It's been the center of our faith. It's been everything, yeah? From the time that Israel entered into the land in the 13th century BC to today, Israel have had the capital Jerusalem for 770 years. Uh, and the world is saying that we have no right to call Jerusalem a capital? I mean, it's unbelievable, unbelievable. And another thing, which country, you know, your own country, who decides what is going to be your capital? Is it the United Nations or the people that live in that country? 
who Very decides. Good point. Very okay? good point. It is actually the country that decides what's the going to be your capital. The nation chooses its capital city. Exactly. The nation chooses capital. And therefore, Israel have chosen Jerusalem. Of course, it's been our capital forever. Yeah? Now, the world is saying, no way, Jose. But the um, Trump actually moved the embassy from Tel Aviv. This is why all the embassies of the world are in Tel Aviv. And this is why Trump, by moving the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, actually have made a statement saying, we agree with the Jewish people that Jerusalem is their capital. Yes, Yes. And that's a massive difference. You know, U.S. presidents have always said that they were in favor of this, but it was just lip service. Exactly. They never followed through on either party. Exactly. And yet now that has happened. Yes, And it's so interesting the the outcry of how wrong supposedly this is and how the city of of Jerusalem should be divided among different peoples. Uh, Interesting by comparison— uh, about 30 years ago, what a great supportive movement 30, 40 years ago to see the reunification of Berlin, of Berlin in a country <laughs> that nearly uh, brought the whole world yeah. down. And yet Jerusalem, they want to completely divide and, and make sure that the Jewish people can never claim it to be their own. It's, it's, it's- Incredible. It really it's is. Unbelievable. If you were trying to write it as a story, no one would want to publish it because they wouldn't believe it. They would say it's too too out there, too crazy. <laughs> uh, well, Sonia, one more quick question before we close today's yeah. study. Given the spiritual warfare that seems to be playing out prophetically yeah. today, just as the Lord said it would be in yeah. the Bible, yeah. what does all of this mean for Christians today? What What is it that we need to understand and apply in our Christian life as God's biblical timetable continues to be carried out in our lifetime today? Okay, so you can actually see that the issue of Gog and Magog is the latter, yes. So Christians, believe me, this is the end of the end of the end. Yeshua is about to come and you need to get ready. The controversy regarding Jerusalem as well is part of the end. Mm. In Zechariah 14, it says that all the nations of the world will come and attack Jerusalem. And when we see this attack on Jerusalem, Yeshua is coming to protect it. And when he comes to protect it, Everybody comes with him. All the saints will come with him. This is what the scriptures are saying, yeah? That means that uh, Jerusalem is the clock of God. Israel is the clock of God. The events are going to happen there will determine when Yeshua is back on this earth. And with that, we conclude the second part of our conversation with Sonia Waters. Well, be sure to join us again next week for another conversation right here on the Star City Podcast. Please remember to tell others about our podcast so that they can listen in with us too. Now, I hope that you'll choose to live the rest of your life by His grace and always for His glory.